There's some strange shit going on in this house, and I know damn well it is. Okay. Get your facts straight. Stop. I'm sick of your bullshit. Ask me if I give a shit. here for the traditional two people yammering about a movie yes yes it's it's a podcast that's how they do it yeah it's a tradition right <laughs> yeah it's the new media so uh this this episode we're doing a uh, this is all a uh, fucking kaijun still yeah kaijun continues stomping and uh this one 2010 Newer kaiju, not even ten years old. Yeah. Um, Death Kappa, Death Kappa. Yeah, Kappa, 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 Kappa. Uh, Death Kappa. It's um, directed by. Do you know? Sometimes in Japanese names, there's an apostrophe. Yeah, that's generally kind of uh, where the vowel. There's a vowel there, but it gets kind of devoiced. Okay, and so it's kind of like a, like it kind of stutters in that moment. So this guy's name, T O M O apostrophe O. Okay, it's in the vowels. Okay, that that is weird. I don't usually see that in the vowels. Okay, because I mean I assume that's just uh, kind of because there's a couple of different variations on that but i assume that just means you carry it continue on with the o sound a bit so because tomo or tomo you do a little uh, you little stutter step in there that's normally what the apostrophe means but i've never seen that in a in the middle of vowels before so that's a little weird so all right well yeah anyway that's his name tomo tomo yeah. uh haraguchi I would say that's just the elongated O, and it wants Tomo. to... Tomo. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> generally that just means it's an extra syllable of O, and it just keeps on going. But All right. Well, okay. I guess they... I'm going to guess that they just didn't want people saying it Tomu. Yeah. <laughs> like and, right. And so they put that in there to not be the... Uh, English O O, making it uh or ooh. Yeah, well, they. It worked because <laughs> I probably would have said <laughs> Tomu. <laughs> anyway, uh, Tomo Haraguchi directed this uh, movie, Death Kappa, and uh, it's uh, it's it's kind of I don't know how to describe this movie. It's uh, it's a uh, definitely a low budget yeah, B movie. Yeah. Um right up my sort of alley. Yeah. Uh, but is it up Steven's alley? <laughs> I guess I, I fucking loved it. <laughs> I enjoyed it quite a bit as well. Um I mean I I kind of admire it's like just it gave no fucks. It was like <laughs> No, it was just yeah, it was it was like it's like we're gonna make this movie. I don't. I don't care what our budget is. We're gonna fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just pure entertainment with whatever whatever budget they had. Yeah, and it, uh, I gotta say, for whatever budget they had, I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. I I admire their gusto of just. Uh, yes. You, you can see the strings on our models. We don't care. We're <laughs> we want some planes flying around. Yeah, they don't. It you know, and and at the end of the day, I don't. Does it really matter? I don't think so, because like you're never, 
you're never fooled. You you always right. know it's a dude in a suit. You always right. know that it's a miniature. So, you know, I don't. That kind of stuff doesn't bother me. So right, they're just they're running with what they've got, and you know, they're gonna do it whatever way they can. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. You and I have both seen uh, this director's first movie, mm. and you reviewed it for the site. It's called Mika Droid. Uh, fucking something about Robokill Disco Club or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't remember that movie too well, but I just remember it being uh, very low budget and right. uh, kind of fun. Yeah, but not as fun as this. <laughs> yeah, I think this is definitely a, a better one. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, it's, what, I don't know, 20 years later or something? Yeah, yeah. So, so he has uh, perfected his craft. Of, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, I, I kind of recall uh, Mikoroid being a little uh, boring at times. Yeah. Like I a little slow yeah. here and there, little moments where it just wasn't yeah, quite right. I do feel that as well. I remember that. But, like, this one just kind of... I never really got that sense of, like, when's something going to happen? No, <laughs> like, this one's pretty much just full steam ahead yeah. the whole time. Yeah, they don't fuck around. I, I will say they both had a moment, like, and it, it was kind of towards the end in Mikoroid, but in uh, this one it's more at the halfway mark where it just, like, all of a sudden you go, okay, what are they doing now? <laughs> <laughs> and here it's a lot more dramatic and just, like, what you just like we just have two different movies that are just like glued together <laughs> so what do you think is that the when it goes kaiju yeah okay yeah. it just kind of suddenly because it feels like that halfway point it just feels like the movie ended and i'm like oh okay the movie's over and we're halfway through i don't know what they're gonna do now <laughs> and then a giant monster shows up i'm like okay i guess we're starting a kaiju movie now <laughs> yeah you know yeah and it's <laughs> Why did they get big? Who knows? It doesn't matter. It's right. just like we're gonna have fun with kaiju stuff now. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. it's a <laughs> it's a big part of the not giving a fuck. It's right, just right. Like you know what? We're gonna put a kaiju thing in here. Is there a reason? Who cares? We're doing it. <laughs> it's fun. That's the reason. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> the thing that I really liked about when that kaiju part started is that they started showing the model like the miniature city like just shots of the of the miniature city like you know setting up mm. little oh this is the city and i know it's a model and you probably saw it was a model too right and then they show one building and there's just a fucking monster like standing behind it <laughs> and he's just standing there he's not doing anything and he and they they cut around and then they cut back and then they show him and he's just standing there again and i'm like what's what's with this guy he's just standing there and then all of a sudden like after i forget what exactly happens but then he just like ah, just starts like rampaging that's for and it's like did what was he trying to hide did he think uh, nobody saw him like what was that I don't know, but I loved it. I don't know what what the fuck was going on, but that describes a lot of this movie, quite honestly. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know what was going on, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I I have had uh, very high expectations for this movie for a long time. I've wanted to see this movie for about ten years now. Oh wow! Um, <clears throat> randomly, probably two thousand nine. This movie's two thousand ten, so I would either 2009 or 2010 I um, randomly picked up a Fangoria magazine and uh, when I was younger my friend would bring Fangoria to school and I have these fond memories of looking at Fangoria magazine and and uh, mm -hmm. seeing all the fucking special effects and, and the, the horror movies and stuff right. so one day I just you know randomly I'm like oh man I'm gonna get a Fangoria what the hell <laughs> So I get it, and in the middle of this is probably two or three or four little pages about this movie, Death Kappa. And it shows, like, the kaiju thing, and it's whatever. And 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 I just see the, the kappa 
And I'm just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know what this is, but I got to see this movie. <laughs> and I remember showing it to some like people like, look at this movie. This, this, this looks awesome. And everybody's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It looks kind of weird. I'm like, mm, that's no. why it's awesome. <laughs> it looks amazing. And so it's just been this movie in the back of my head for a long time. And I've had it on my, my wish list for years. And it's I've been just, you know, kind of like waiting for the price to drop. But it never happened. But uh, a few a few months ago, last year sometime, um, I happened upon a website called HamiltonBooks.com, which is a sort of a clearance house for things. And I was on there looking, and I found this this movie of all movies. <laughs> there it was for a, a measly three or four dollars, I think it was. I think it was four. But anyway, there it was for four dollars, and I thought, well, the the like the stars have aligned. Yeah. <laughs> It is my time to have Death Kappa in my life. And, uh, just, and, you know, right when we're starting up the Kaijun yeah. stuff. So, hey. Yeah. And so, yeah, so we got it, and I've been very excited to see it ever since. Um, I have heard nothing but bad things about this movie. <laughs> but I did not let that deter me. And fortunately for us both, since. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And I got to say, it's super, it's very B-movie. And I don't know if I had seen it back then, if I would have liked it as much as I liked it now. Because uh, I'm, I'm very much, like, a lot more forgiving and stuff than I was back then. So yeah. I, I think it all worked out just the way it was supposed to work out. Yeah. Well, Kappa. <laughs> what is a Kappa? Have you have you ever seen anything with a kappa in it? Before? I don't think I have. Yeah, because they're because I knew what a kappa was going into this. Right. So so what? It enlighten us. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, I think the movie kind of explains it as well as anything. They do explain it fairly well. Yeah, it's kind of this creature of Japanese myth and folklore that is associated with water, and they're usually kind of villainous. I think, and they're they're usually portrayed as kind of villains. Yeah, but um, they're just kind of like little gobliny creatures that run around and, and they have a plate on their. They head. have this little plate on their their head that the one thing I think the movie didn't describe it's, it says that's their weakness and that's right, but it it didn't really go into that. Where the legends are that a kappa always has to have uh, water. In that, like, it's more of like a bowl okay. in most depictions, and it's like you have to, it has to have water in that bowl, or else it'll like die or go insane or something weird. Okay, and so they didn't really explain that in the movie, but it clearly happens in the movie. Where it does, it does, and like you kind of see in early on, she's like watering his head with the watering yes, can, yes. and then like at the end of the movie, he's like <laughs> going nuts, and yeah. she she puts water on him, and it's and so there's kind of like. There's this, so the, usually that plays into a Kappa story is yeah. trying to keep the water in its head so that it, <laughs> and, or like people like uh, kind of bribing it with that or like a coercing oh, okay. them or something or using that as some kind of leverage over the Kappa. Had you heard about their uh, affinity for sumo wrestling before? I had not heard that before. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't really know anything about them, so I, I was wondering if that, if that is a traditional part of the, of the legend, or if they were adding that on, or yeah, yeah, that I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've not heard of that. I mean, honestly, like I hear about Kampa, but they don't actually turn up in stories too much outside of the actual myths and legends. They don't like, yeah. You don't see too many stories where Kappa actually appear and do things. Okay. They'll get mentioned or talked about, or you'll just see it in random folklore references. <laughs> but like to actually see something about a Kappa is some just at least in anime it doesn't crop up too much. Maybe there's more yeah. in like a, the monster movies of Japan might delve yeah. into them a bit more. Perhaps, but. perhaps. I get the feeling that this is kind of like a unique thing, though. Like this 
movie. Right. Maybe at least in the kaiju, where it's just like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Take this fucking thing and make it a kaiju. Yeah, and like for the first half of the movie, I was sitting there thinking, "Oh man, I don't, I don't think this is a kaiju movie at all." <laughs> like, yeah, well, that's that's part of the thing with that Fangoria. Like, it was all about the the kaiju destruction of the city and showing all that. So I knew for a fact at some point it became it would kaiju. Happen, yeah, yeah. And so I I wasn't worried. I knew it was coming at some point. <laughs> yeah, because I was because going into this knowing what a kappa was, I'm like, well, kappa aren't normally kaiju things. So you showed me to, I'm like, oh, a giant kappa? Sure, why not? Like, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, that sounds like perfectly fine kaiju <laughs> premise. Why not? But then it was like going, I'm like, okay, I don't see it getting bigger. Like maybe was this just a normal monster movie? And we don't like, I yeah, don't know. But it definitely doesn't start big, and. The reasoning for it getting big is it's, not clear. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's obvious what makes it happen. There's some sort of radiation thing going on, but like right. the mechanism of that actually happening, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, or right. who cares? Really? Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's a weird one. Yeah, it just sort of happens, and you just go, okay, I guess we're doing this now. Yeah, I found like. It's. I love how how um, it's very multi-genre too, where like at times there's little parts where it's kind of horrorish. Yeah, there's yeah. Lots of comedy throughout. There's the monster stuff, obviously, and you know, just all of that. I just. Yeah. It, I enjoyed that. You know what it really reminded me of? Oh yeah. Toxic Avenger. Oh really? <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> like, especially, like, how it kind of just starts out and you don't see it, and it's just, like, this mystery creature that's wandering yeah. around and, <laughs> and like, ripping people up, and you don't really know what's going on, but you've got, like, this normal <laughs> girl who's like, oh, he's not... <laughs> yes, yes. And then, like, even, like... And then the whole sumo stuff, where it's like, where you know, that's Toxie true. goes to Japan and learns that's sumo. True. That's <laughs> it's true. Just like, it was just these weird little things that just made me think of Toxie. That's true. No wonder I fucking like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like that fight he has with the crazy militant group. <laughs> yeah. And he starts doing this whole, like, just cocky, fucking, like, yeah, just this... like, I, I could see Toxie doing a fight like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's doing, like, that Subo shit, and he's, like, got his fucking arm out, like, ready, and, like, flipping him, and right. doing almost, like, <clears throat> judo stuff, where he's just throwing people and stuff. <laughs> that was great. Uh, you know, it's, the, the, uh, that part that sort of, it's almost like uh, it reminds me of World War Two, like Nazi kind of shit, where they're like testing on people and making those yeah, fucking gill yeah. men and shit. But um, it reminds me of World War Two in that it's it's the closest thing I've ever seen to the modern full moon puppet master movies, which is not necessarily a good thing, <laughs> but. Um, because like those movies are not great, but and but they have a very weird, sort of colorful, Nazi uh, <laughs> experimentation sort of aesthetic, <laughs> and it was like, like all boiled down into that one scene in this movie, and it's like wow, <laughs> this is kind of like what they were going for <laughs> in those those full moon movies, so I, I enjoyed it. And it's yeah, not really Nazi yeah. stuff because they're they're Japanese and there's right. no overt Nazi stuff, but but it just gave me that feel. Yeah, it's more uh, Imperial Japan, but yeah, Imperial Japan, and it's like it felt like it was in some sort of bunker. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's like right. I don't know. They had they had uh, uniforms that were um, not reminiscent of Nazi stuff, but close enough to where it's like you kind of right. get that feel. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that was great. It's fucking. I I was when that part came. I thought that the the gill men were gonna be the the kaiju monsters. I thought they were gonna grow. Mm. I thought, okay, here we go. We got the the gill men. <laughs> we got the, the kappa. 
Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't go there. No, no. The the kaiju monster kind of comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, he was just hiding behind a building. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was just watching the movie and then it ended. And he's like, oh, well, I guess it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. What the fuck did they call him? It was like... It was like Hang you or a hangula or something. I don't know. Yeah, hung. It was like hangulus or hangulong or something. Yeah, hung something. Does it say it on here? It was. Uh, they don't say it. <laughs> but I love how they made this news report just to say, "Well, we've we've worked really hard and we've come up with a name for it." <laughs> like, it's like, we, it's like we, we've officially got a name for this monster. That was important. We needed that. <laughs> That reminded me of the stuff in the in the Gamera movies where they'd have these big, you know, like gatherings of the, you know, the chairman of this and that. Right, and right. they usually would talk about, like, at some point, so we, we've called him, you know, we're calling him Gauss because <laughs> of this reason or that reason. And so, because this movie has, uh, it's, there seems to be, um, maybe not, I don't think full on, but there's there's definitely elements that are parody, yeah, of yeah. the genre and stuff. So I feel like, like I swear that old laser tank was somewhere in Gamera. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I'm pretty sure one of those old Gameras had a tank pretty much yeah, like that. I'm pretty sure. And so, yeah, I mean, there's probably references to other stuff that I'm just right. not seeing. And, yeah, a lot of that just military staff and scientists right. sitting around desks and worrying about things is, is very much a kaiju kind of a yeah. parody they definitely they definitely hit the the cliches or whatever right but uh not in a bad way you know they they it's fun and they, they right. have fun with it with some jokes and stuff yeah I can't remember any jokes offhand, but man, there was a couple that just had me fucking rolling. Yeah, you know, that whole scene, I was just sitting there just like, oh my god. <laughs> like, the whole, like, half of the movie was just fun. The kaiju part? Yeah. Yeah, like, when they start fighting and the fucking drum beat starts and shit. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love the soldiers just not firing. <laughs> yeah, and they're too scared to fucking shoot. <laughs> and they run back and like it's 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 hide was too thick we couldn't hurt it <laughs> and they hadn't even shot you it at all right <laughs> yeah that was great the at towards the beginning when he was still little and they were just uh i loved that shit when when they were just like frolicking with kappa <laughs> that was hilarious i love that too it's so it was good. amazing and uh the part when because he's the the main character this girl is like coming home from the city back to her little hometown and she's apparently a, a, like a failed pop star yeah, pop I, idol or something i really like the way they set that up in like that first five minutes or so that was just really just solidly done yeah and just in introducing her as a character without <laughs> being like boring and like no it does it very well the, lots of visual cues and things that you just pick up on and, yeah and with the like joyriding assholes cutting back and forth so you you like know that there's this kind <laughs> yeah, of confluence yeah. like it keeps the tension going while giving you information and right and i was just impressed by that right at the start i was like whoa that like they're actually doing these really good narrative uh functional narrative choices that make it the story work <laughs> it's like wow you're doing a good job here <laughs> yeah there's there's uh b movies are not not all just trash filmmaking you know there's yeah. there's good stuff in there yeah, throughout right, yeah you were uh... but uh the um the part when when the kappa he reacts to the girl's pop song <laughs> And he just loves it. You know, he's just like, oh, my God. He starts dancing, and he's just <laughs> totally into it. Reminds me of the the uh, the old kaiju movie, uh, Yongari. Mm. And it is a – it's not a Japanese movie. I believe it's a Korean movie. It's not a good movie. But there's a part in this movie <laughs> where he's 
walking. He's a big kaiju monster. He's walking through like the mountains, and there's some kid or somebody who's playing a radio, and the radio is playing this surf guitar music, and Yungari stops in his tracks and dances, and it's one of the greatest fucking scenes in a in a B schlock movie, and it really elevates a, just a horrible movie, and. So I feel like at some level it's a it's a kind of an homage to mm-hmm. to Yungari uh with Kappa, you know, dancing to the song and having a connection to the song and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Cuz in in Yungari it just happens and it's not really connected to anything. It's just this thing that happens and then it's over and they move on. <laughs> but in this movie they've taken it and sort of integrated it into the whole movie yeah, into the story yeah. and everything and so it's, it's it's as important to the movie as anything is in the movie yeah, like it's as yeah. central to what's going on as so it's uh, it seemed like a, a good homage like this yeah. is a great idea that you had in this movie now let's uh let's you know elevate it, it yeah. you know yeah so i enjoyed that quite a bit uh, i i love the like in 2010, they're still using a cassette tape to play this song. On. That's right, they were. I didn't even think of that because I'm I'm always watching old movies. So, like, and I was thinking, like, oh, is this just set earlier or something? Like, I don't. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. They didn't ever say when it was set, but I didn't get the sense that it was old. Yeah, so, so yeah. it was just kind of funny that it was. There. <laughs> That's funny. I did. I honest to god, I didn't even think twice about the cassette. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, oh, it's, it's another way this movie kind of reminds me, I guess, of trauma in general. Okay. In that, like, every character in here is kind of unique and weird and... Like there, <laughs> there's true, so yeah. many just random like side characters that don't matter to anything, but they're just unique. Yeah, and, there are a lot of those guys. <laughs> like, like in the military, there's uh, scenes when they were all like at the desks working. About it. like, there's always some guy in the background who's got this humongous underbite and is like, yeah, that fucking guy. He's like his expressions are always so weird. Yeah, he was always making these fucking crazy faces. Uh, there was the fighter pilot guy who's like got full mascara on and <laughs> like what? like okay yeah he's got the eyeshadow and <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's just full of these like weird people in the background that yeah just like okay like I love even it. her little friends that are dancing with the kappa you got the the guy who's got this weird cowlick sticking up in his hair and right right got the sweater and the shorts and <laughs> Uh, one thing that I I thought it was going to go dive into somehow, and but it kind of didn't, is, like, when she first shows up in the town. Okay. Like, there's, like, the train station attendant who's all deformed, and then there's, like, the shopkeeper. That's right, like, that's right. Like, there's all these deformed people, and it's, like, makes this bit, like, oh, my God, there's deformed people. And, and yeah. I kind of thought they were going to go somewhere with that, and then it just kind of vanishes. I <laughs> forgot all about that, but, yeah, that's the same reaction I had. Like, oh, yeah, cool, like, it's deformed town. <laughs> and then, yeah, then after, it's just over. <laughs> just, like, a couple of people, and then it's like, okay. I mean, maybe they were supposed to be, like, the people who were getting experimented on to become the fish monster oh, things. Maybe, that yeah. The, so, maybe, but... Maybe. Maybe they were, like, the partial stages. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that works. <laughs> That's as good as a explanation as anything. It's the only explanation I got, anyway. Yeah, but. that works. Huh, yeah. I did like those guys, though, just... Yeah, they, they were fun. And then it, and then it was, like... Because she... Because af- after that point, she's walking by, and then she just says, "Oh, this place never changes." I'm like, "Oh, there's just it's a town full of just deformed people, and that's normal or something for these guys." <laughs> like maybe she was like the one normal person in the town who like yeah went off to find stardom because she was the prettiest person in town. Everyone else is like friggin' hunchbacked or yeah melt-faced. Well, her uh, her grandma seemed okay. Yeah, her grandma was pretty normal. Hmm. 
And so I was kind of like trying to piece it together and then it just kind of never showed up again. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> it's just like, okay, it's I guess there's gone. nothing to piece together anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that whole thing was. And I, I love the whole joyriding thing too, where they're just like crashing through stuff, just the assholes <laughs> running around like, ah, whatever. That's a very trauma thing too. <laughs> yeah. Like those fucking guys in the first Toxic Avenger, they're yeah. all over the top and just yelling and shit <laughs> constantly. <laughs> running over that kid's head and shit oh god that's right uh yeah they kind of they run over the grandma they're like oh shit like oh it's just an old lady who cares right <laughs> just fucking keep going yeah uh, they knock the freaking kappa statue off yeah was it a statue or was it a dehydrated kappa i, I kind of got the feeling it was a dehydrated uh, kappa yeah, that kind of like he because he he's I get the feeling he wasn't really around before then, and then he got knocked in the river. And yeah, and then he got rehydrated or whatever. Yeah, then he came back to life, and I guess that's what happened. He didn't have any water on his uh, yeah he... his plate, and so he just kind of shriveled up, and they yeah gave him offerings and stuff. <laughs> I, I love the whole mad scientist scene and the crazy granddaughter, which is. Yeah. First, I was like, "Oh, they're like paralleling it. Like the main character's grandma died. Oh, and yeah, yeah. And then there's like this other crazy lady her grandfather died, and she's carrying it in, like this the duel of this these competing traditions. Yeah, and... yeah. I I know. I just keeping his fucking corpse in the wheelchair like that, <laughs> that whole. Oh my I god, love I loved it. her. She was amazing. She was so just good. great. Yeah, just the way she was just like running around the whole base with his freaking body and shouting which is awesome i love when she just started going ape shit and machine gunning everything and she just starts machine gunning him like he's in the way she doesn't even care she's like whatever like i love like when at the end of it she's just like she gets up and like comes out of this haze like who did this And I'm like, oh my god, she probably killed him in the first place, and then just like, <laughs> this, is probably, this is probably normal for her. And she's, yeah. she pro- she's probably the one who killed him, and then this woke up, who killed my <laughs> What a nutcase. Uh, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that, that whole scene was just tons of fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, like everything in the movie was just fun. It really is. It's solid. You know, it's short and so it just really blasts through. This doesn't really Right. You know, have any extra ex- any extra anything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just everything they did was fun, not just to fill a time or anything. They were just yeah. like, "Hey, this will be awesome. Let's do it." <laughs> there's there's definitely some stuff like in the kaiju where you can tell they're expanding time a little bit where it's just like, well, we don't want to smash all of these buildings quite yet. <laughs> Let's have a couple of, you know, a few shots of this and this, ha- you know, like they'd show the guys, you know, the monster head, like, ah, and then they'd show like the guys. And I don't know. There was a few yeah. points when, when they were clearly like trying to buy time. It seemed, but uh, that's classic sort of B movie stuff. So I, it yeah, rolls it kinda, off of my back. It kind of seemed like basic uh, kaiju kind of stuff too. You've got to have the shot of the monster roaring and. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not doing a good job. There's there's parts where it's it goes on much longer than it normally should have, <laughs> yeah. and they should have like moved it forward into smashing. Like like there's parts when there's buildings and you kind of you don't see necessarily the smashing and then now he's walking around and it's like rubble (laughs) and so i feel like they're like well we we can't like rebuild this shit so (laughs) let's just move it and make it look like you smashed it you know there's parts where they definitely smash stuff but right yeah they may may have been uh kind of dodging some uh effects they didn't quite have the yeah it just it seemed like a you know low budget sort of techniques right right it was there. it definitely had a bunch of that for yeah. sure <laughs> uh I, I must have either just not cared or just uh been having too much fun with yeah the yeah. events to it's not a, notice yeah i mean if you didn't notice then that's 
fucking that's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I did like the missile trucks that never fired missiles at all. <laughs> it was just like I I don't know, I don't think we can get them to fire missiles. Like I don't care. We we want some missile trucks in here. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have a missile truck, you know? It's like what like what kaiju movies complete without a missile truck? Like no, we gotta have a missile truck. Right, right. I thought that the um, like the fire that the the what the fuck is that guy's Hangulos or whatever his yeah, fucking yeah. name was when he breathed fire, the fire is CG. Not not necessarily. I don't know that the fire itself was CG, but it was it's, composited right, on right. on digital, so <clears throat> it was pro- it looked real enough. Yeah. So I don't think that it was CG it, fire, but. Yeah, it could have just been a live recording of actual fire. They right. CG'd into it. But, but yeah. it was definitely digitally put together. Yeah. But it looked fucking good. <laughs> yeah, it, it looked better than it I would really have expected. It really looked good. Yeah. I was impressed. <clears throat> and then especially towards the end there when when uh, they have that very nice shot of... Uh, it's a wide shot and you see both kaiju at the two ends and he's... Breathing fire at Death Kappa, at the Kappa, whatever, and and he's like starts walking towards it, and he's like blocking. Yeah, yeah. It looks so <clears throat> good. Yeah, that, was, that was a pretty nice scene. I was, I was, I was very was, impressed with that. I was impressed by that. Yeah, it was definitely better than what I would have expected from the movie for sure. Yeah, it looked good. And and when they launched the nuke, and they have the the it's. The foreground is a model of like the little yeah. beach or whatever, and then they have the there's some like, kind of weird that smoke bomb or whatever yeah, the fuck they yeah. launched, and and that looked like it was composited into that little miniature as well, and that looked really good too. So whatever they fucking did, it was it was solid. <laughs> yeah, kind of worked, yeah. I liked it, and usually that kind of stuff can be real shady. <laughs> Especially in these <laughs> low-budget movies. I mean, I've seen... A, I, I actually have seen all of the Full Moon era movies from this that era, from at least the middle of the 2000s to now. And they do shit like that a lot. Mm. And it fucking does not look anywhere <laughs> near as good as this. So, <clears throat> you know, I've seen the, the bad end of the spectrum, so... Yeah. I was impressed. Yeah, I mean they they did good for not having much to work with. Yeah, and the monster suits all looked, you know, n- definitely not at the level of like the the '90s camera that we just watched. Yeah, for sure. But uh, fucking pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> especially that Kappa suit that looked really good. Yeah, the Kappa suit looked real good. I'm a little iffy on that monster, the Hangulos or whatever. Yeah, he, he, that one was a little uh, a little <laughs> less. <laughs> <laughs> but he he had a good design, like, and he was colorful, so I liked him. Right. But he was a little, I would have liked a little bit more, um, like, unique qualities to it. Like, he seemed just kind of like, yeah, kind of a standard kaiju-looking yeah, thing. Yeah, we'll just have a Godzilla stand-in for him. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I guess I wanted a little bit more imagination in him, but, yeah, what the hell. Yeah. Did you happen to spot the cameos? <laughs> no, because <laughs> there I didn't. I didn't know if you would. I noticed their names in the credits, and I was just mm. like, "That's somebody, isn't it?" I kind of know that name, and then I looked them up, and I was like, "Oh shit, that is somebody." <laughs> and then there were a couple of people in the movie that I was just like, "I think this is probably somebody," <laughs> and it was. <laughs> so. I, I dove deep, <laughs> trying to figure it out, and I came up with a lot of weird connections. So, this movie is directed by Tomo Haraguchi. He directed Mika Droid. We we've mentioned that. Right. And he also is a special effects artist and mm-hmm. does special effects for movies. And he was one of the creature creators or designers for the 90s Gamera movies. Oh, hey. 
So that leads me to one of the cameos, who is uh, a guy named Shinji Higuchi, who is the main connection is that he was the special effects director of the 90s Gamera movies. But he was also the special effects director of Mika Droid and many other movies. He's very well respected hmm. in the special effects directing. But probably his biggest claim to fame is that he is one of the co-founders of Gainax. Oh, wow. And he um, was the co-director on Wings of Oniamis and uh, wrote and did storyboards and things on... Uh, Evangelion hmm. and uh, he also directed the live action Attack on Titan movies they did two of those movies in the last I don't know 2010 11 12 something in there yeah well damn and uh, those have a lot of physical effects because I haven't seen the movies but I watched the effects reels when they were making them because I that was right around the time when the anime uh, mm -hmm. I was watching that and there's really cool physical effects in that so I've always wanted to see those but I haven't yet but anyway this guy uh directed those and he was a member of founding member of gynax crazy now <clears throat> there's another cameo from somebody you maybe you'll know this name uh hideaki ano mm, i have heard that i'm not placing where but... he is also a co-founder of Gainax. yeah i kind of wanted to say something with Gainax, and but... he is the creator and director of Evangelion, mm -mm. and he, in in the movie he plays, um, in the part with the grandfather in the wheelchair and stuff, when the the fucking royal Japanese force or when those guys come in, mm -hmm. there's the guy with the cane. Mm. Oh yeah, the, <laughs> that's kind the of slapping the yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's that's him. Mm. And uh, Shinji Higuchi was he plays the. Uh, the reporter at the end of the movie that goes up in flames <laughs> and uh very good scene yeah, as when, well when you said <clears throat> there were cameos i immediately thought of that guy i'm like oh, oh really? is he a cameo guy because i could see that being like a cameo yeah. for somebody <laughs> <laughs> well it was <clears throat> and so um you know he created so hideaki ano correct created Evangelion and did a whole bunch of other stuff with the guy next, of course. Um, but he also directed a lot of live action stuff, like the Cutie Honey movie he directed, oh, okay. and many other things, uh, including with co-directing with Shinji Higuchi, the most recent Japanese Godzilla movie, Shin Godzilla. Oh, hey! They co-directed wow. and and did effects, and they they made that movie. So those are the two big. Like, oh, shit, like, you know. Yeah. So I imagine they're buddies with this guy, the the director, Haraguchi, because, you know, they, they, they work, work together, together lot, on yeah. the camera and, and Mika Droid. And, and uh, so, you know, yeah. I thought, ah, oh, that's cool. And then for the for the old school kaiju fans, there's a, there's a couple of little cameos. The, the main character's grandma is played by Hiroko Sakurai, who is... Um, became famous for her role on the original Ultraman series. Mm. She was one of the people on that, and she went on to a big, long, massive career, including all kinds of Ultraman things and all kinds of other things. She's a big, mm. big actress. And one of the generals in the, in the sort of uh, general scene, <laughs> where they're all fucking generaling. Right. <laughs> uh, one of those guys was the star of of one of the Cayman Rider series in the in the 70s, Cayman Rider Stronger. And so I'm sure there's more throughout the rest of the movie, but those are just the ones that I, I picked out oh. um, and researched. I thought that was really cool. And it sort of adds to the parody sort of yeah, homage yeah. sort of thing where fans, you know, are sort of taking it all in and yeah. enjoying it. You know, for the fun of it, especially as 2010. Um, I know they still make monster and suit stuff, like for TV and and stuff. But like, I still see it as like a like, lost art. Yeah, it's like it's the throwback. 
you know, like Shin Godzilla is probably 2015 or 16, and like Godzilla's all CG. Yeah, it's all CG now. So, you know, it's like if they had a budget, <laughs> it's not going to be guys in suits. Right. So it's kind of a throwback thing. So it's nice to have some cameos and stuff. Anyway, I thought that was fun. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially with the uh, the anime connection there for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Good old Gynax tie-in. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, f- I found it interesting that... that uh, Especially that one guy, Shinji Higuchi, where he he's like a founder of Gainax, does all this work in animation, but at the same time, he's also working very heavily in live-action special effects. Because, like, Evan, Evangelion, that's how you say it? Yeah. Evangelion. I think I finally got it. Like, <laughs> that's how you say it. <laughs> but uh, that's, like, late 90s? Yeah, late 90s. I think 97. Okay. Because, like, those, the Gamera movies, the one we watched, I think, is 95, and I think the other ones are 96, 97. So it's, like, right. Yeah, that's right there. Yeah, like, same time. He's, like, working in these two mediums. I just find that very interesting and fun. Yeah, and yeah. Like, wow, what a guy, you know? <laughs> anyway. that's got, That kind of stuff where I'm just, like, diving into people's filmographies and finding connections <laughs> that's like what i do when i'm just by myself <laughs> like looking at hong kong movies and shit i'm just yeah. like oh what is this guy doing <laughs> like how does he relate to this other guy <laughs> yeah that's something that i like i just don't do enough of so because oh, i i need to like be more aware of like who's yeah and following these creators that do good stuff and yeah, and yeah. it's something i just i just never like pay attention to it it's it's a good thing to do. I mean, the the bad thing about it is that you are constantly discovering hundreds of things to like. <laughs> oh shit! I got. I want to watch this too, and so that's bad. Right. But uh, in terms of just just uh, kind of because like I don't have a good idea of what the Japanese film industry is like. I don't live mm-hmm. there. I don't know what the fuck it is. But through sort of this kind of creative. You know, looking through filmographies, you can kind of get an idea. Right. Like, oh, this guy is interested in this, and he knows this guy, and they're probably friends. And I don't know. It's just yeah, you yeah. kind of get a little bit of a picture of how like it's a small kind of an industry, you know. Right. Right. Where people are working together a lot. And, yeah. Well, that was another thing. <clears throat> the director of of Death Kappa, uh, Tomo Haraguchi. I'm getting good with these names. Um, there was a movie that I got at the thrift store a few months ago, mm. and he directed that movie as well. And I wasn't aware of it, but when I when I was looking him up, I was like, "Oh shit, that's that movie I got!" And it's called Kibakichi, <laughs> and it is a samurai movie. But the samurai is also a werewolf. <laughs> oh shit! Samurai werewolf. Damn. Yeah. So there's, there's that's a combination I've not seen before. It sounded pretty fun when yeah. I saw it at the thrift store. So there's actually two of those movies, but I only have the first one. But anyway, something to keep on the radar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to check that out someday. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of fun stuff. There's there's a lot of what I've found is that um, Japan has a very... It's obvious they have a very healthy sort of monster, sci-fi, sort of fun special effects movies. Right. That's a thing. But um, there's the big stuff, Ultraman and Godzilla and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Even Gamera is like a, a big thing, even though it's kind of lower tier compared to right. other stuff. But there's also this very healthy wide world of b-movie yeah, sort of genre yeah. stuff <clears throat> that uh i probably started discovering i don't know a couple of years ago and really sort of realizing how big it was yeah there's there's a bunch and, of that just out there like, oh shit <laughs> <laughs> oh man this is an untapped wellspring yeah of, and it's like crazy. It's, and if if any of it is like even half as good as this <laughs> right right because this was fucking solid <clears throat> yeah yeah, I don't, yeah. So it's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and I mean, I've reviewed some of it for the site before, on as I would usually for 
yeah Halloween try and grab some weird yeah, like right. horror right. Japanese movie and and they were pretty much all just really entertaining and weird and fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 producers of this made some movies that Machine Girl. Have you seen that one? I have not. I've been I kind of have meant to see that one, but that's one I never got to. And they also produced Tokyo Gore Police. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, that one? one that one I think I did a review of that one. Okay. That one was uh, a lot of fun and crazy. Uh, yeah, I got to see that. Yeah, I think they did um, the other one by that director probably too. Um, uh, Vampire Girl versus Frankenstein Girl or something. That was. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. <coughs> yeah, I got to see those. Yeah, those are full of just fun, crazy gore effects and yeah. silly oddities. And there's a. It's like a throwback sort of homage uh, movie to like, it's like a Cayman Rider sort of style thing. And it's, I believe it's the same director as that. Um, and it's mm-hmm. called Karate Robo Zarbogar. <laughs> <laughs> that title alone. And uh, my friend uh, told me about this movie. He's like, oh, you got to see it, you got to see it. And I finally watched it a few years ago, and I was like, holy shit, this is fun as a motherfucker. <laughs> so, yeah. That is... Yeah, they, they tend to be, yeah. The, the ones I've seen, I haven't dived deep into that ocean of madness, yeah, but it, there's it's, a, it, it's been fun so far what I've dipped my toes into. some solid shit, yeah. <laughs> some solid shit. So, yeah. I, I was very happy that Death Kappa lived up to my expectations. Yeah. Yeah, there was just tons of fun there. Yeah, there was some well, some stuff I'm not sure if you would have uh, caught on to. All right, well, like, um, lay it on me. Like, uh, it, it's like when she decides to uh, suddenly have that the priestess outfit on when she just when she jumps up from the funeral and she's just suddenly wearing the the robes. Okay, that's a that is a Shinto priestess, okay. uniform kind of thing. So that was that's kinda... that's what she wears when she goes up on the building to. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. I think she basically wears and... that for the rest of the movie okay. once she puts it on. Yeah, yeah, and like so, it's kind of like. Uh... So that's just, she's just suddenly taking on this role of the Shinto <laughs> priestess, of just which I kind of assumed her grandma was and taking care of because there's that's definitely yeah. like this shrine to the Kappa. Right, right. That's very much a kind of a Shinto thing of like caring for these local shrines of okay. local spirits that uh, protect and preserve the environment of the area, and, and yeah. So that's that's a very Shinto thing. Okay, and so. Her just popping up in that was just out of nowhere. It was just kind of <laughs> it was funny, but it like it made perfect sense too. It was just like, yeah. oh, now she's a Miko. All right, <laughs> I believe that's the word for it. Uh, Miko. Is All the, right. Um, you know what and, I liked at the when she when she, towards the end when when she gets up on the building to sort of uh, call the Kappa over. Right. There's a shot where. It's from behind her. You see her standing on the building and then the kappa in the distance. And so they show it once, and I saw it, and I didn't really look at it too much. I was looking at, at kappa in the background, and I thought, wow, that's, that's a really good... Mm. They really composited that well. You know, It looks like she's standing there, and he's there, and it's just like, wow, how'd they do it? And then it cuts away to something else before I could really examine it. And then it cuts back to the same shot. And then that's when I realized, oh, <laughs> she was just like a little action figure <laughs> on the fucking model. <laughs> and it was just so convincing because I wasn't looking directly at her, yeah. at her. I was looking at the, the broad picture. Yeah, yeah. It, and it was just like, God damn, that's just, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, love they, that shit. They use little action figures a lot, the little models did. of like the reporter getting burned and like <laughs> suddenly just this toy of him I on fire. Love that, yeah. Twitching around. Uh but yeah, there's there's a couple of things she did too that are also kinda like um with the bow and arrow. Yeah. And like she's got that and like that's kind of a traditional kind of a a thing you would see like 
that and the uh, the Najanata, the spear she gets later on. She does get a spear, yeah. Uh, that's again, those are kind of like the traditional like female weapons for like women, like not samurai, but like when women would fight. Those are the kind of the traditional weapons okay. for a, a woman warrior in ancient Japan. Oh, all right. Which occasionally would happen, and. Yeah, sometimes you got to pick up a spear and get down yeah, to business. Yeah. And so it's <laughs> just culturally the Najanata, that specific type of spear she had, is a, a considered a, a feminine weapon. of It's the weapon of choice for women. All right. Actually, Brett's, uh, it was, uh, that it's a good reach and leverage that it provides to kind of make up for a uh, smaller build than a big, huge dude charging at you. It would... Oh, the okay. leverage of the spear kind of helps make up for that size difference. And, yeah. Yeah, uh, you do. You get that. You can keep them at a distance. You know, yeah. If you're good at yeah, it. But it's also like it's just the right length to be good at a distance or at close range. It can work very well, too. So it's a very well-balanced weapon for various yeah. different situations. And, cool. Yeah, no, I definitely didn't notice that. Yeah. So as soon as she picked that up, I'm like, oh, she's going for the Najanata. <laughs> just kind of like, so there's just these weird little like cultural uh, things that yeah, are just yeah. typical to Japanese stuff that I was just like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And just kind of flowed yeah. into it. Um, and there's the Imperial Japanese flag. I don't know if you realized that. Uh, I mean, I saw it, but I don't I didn't really like think about it. Yeah, because that's no longer used the sun with the actual rays right like that was no longer used after world war ii yeah because they're trying the, to crush the the spirit of the warrior yeah it was <laughs> it was the imperial flag so the the current flag i think is just the white field with the red circle i think that was used also just for the nation itself but the with the sun rays yeah. coming off was specifically like an imperial okay uh kind of a thing and so as soon as it like showed that room and I saw the imperial flag, I was like, "Oh, they're World War Two like crazy people trying to revive the imperial state." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was just like this immediate like, especially with that little slogan that popped up with the uh, yeah, it was like, like bring restore, back or, yeah. like yeah, restore the whatever of the Japanese people or yeah. whatever. And so it was just like, just immediately like in a second, I knew like. <laughs> Like, oh, that's what these people are. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's just kind of communicating that instantaneously. Yeah. I was just that... reading about that that era one because we were what we watched uh Bloody Sphere on Mount Fuji and, mm. and I was reading yeah. about how for the years after um World War Two they banned all period mo- the US government banned all period movies from being made in, in Japan because they were worried about mm, <laughs> them, yeah. you know, like <laughs> inciting the warrior spirit to sort of rise up <laughs> against their oppressors. And right. so I, that that whatever whatever year Bloody Spear was, fifty three or fifty five or whenever it was, like that was like one of the first years where they re allowed them to be made or something. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's cool. I definitely didn't connect that in the same way. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of figured that would have just been not really uh, yeah, obvious to for sure, for sure. That's the kind of stuff like if I watched a bunch, right? You know, right. I pick up on like like I, there's a lot of little things like that. In yeah, Hong Kong and movies. I mean that's the only reason I picked up on it is I've watched a bunch yeah, of anime yeah. and stuff, and it's just this that has kind of seeped in over the years. But yeah, it's cool. I like that. That's one of my favorite things about watching a lot of a lot of one type of thing. You know, you yeah, kinda you kind of get, get familiar into it. with its little subtleties. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. But. Any other little little things? Uh, don't think so. Not th- nothing I'm remembering. Seems pretty. Other than just you know, we kind of gone over the cop itself and. Yeah, yeah. Little goblin sumo dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was... uh... Now, does he usually look like how he looked in this? Yeah, this is a pretty traditional looking kind of a kappa. Okay. Like it's not too far off from. Like what... he kind of has like a little bird beak thing. Yeah, yeah. You, that's usually kind of a part of it. And, All right. And the little, the hair that just kind of 
it's a circle around it and then it's like kind of bald on yeah, top where you keep grandpa yeah. grandpa hair <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's pretty typical one in terms of what i usually see them as a little fat belly yeah yeah <laughs> yeah all right so i didn't know if they were exaggerating it a little bit or um not too much yeah i mean i'm sure there's some variation on it just to make it physically a thing that <laughs> this, yeah that's true but <laughs> nothing too weird honestly i love how at the end when he just fucking goes into the ocean <laughs> <laughs> all right i feel like godzilla does that same fucking thing like i haven't seen a lot Probably, of those movies yeah. but I remember him just being like, all right, adios, till next time. <laughs> he just fucking goes into the ocean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of sounds right. Uh, I just thought it was funny, because it's like, there's something about that kappa that it, like, he doesn't have the same swagger as, like, Godzilla. Like, <laughs> you know, he's just, he's like... just kind of prancing. Yeah, this little bald head, and he's just going into under the water. It just looks fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that's the point. You know, it's like right. it's supposed to be that way. But, <laughs> uh, uh, and what what do you think of like the uh, the freaking like, oh, what whatever he was, the scholar guy that was always in the oh that uh, white dude, yeah, who was always in the his little like study <laughs> his old, with yeah. his collection of his crap, fucking office. Yeah, that was, I loved it. It was awesome. <laughs> and he just like wanders into the military briefing <laughs> right, just right. out of nowhere, like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, because you think he's just kind of like this narrator sort of lore master or whatever that's sort of telling you about kappas and certain things throughout the movie. And then, yeah, he just shows up and is just like, oh, okay, let's do this. <laughs> and what I, I, what I liked is that uh, that dude was actually speaking Japanese. Like, his mouth matched up. He wasn't being dubbed. Mm-mm. So I, I was yeah. just like, wow, look at that. Yeah, I was just... Fun. Lovers is like this is the death kappa that will destroy all of you. Right, right. Like, <laughs> like he just knows what's up. Yeah, he's just like, oh well, it's too late. Death kappa. <laughs> uh, he was a scary motherfucker. That death kappa too. Yeah. Yeah, I did kind of like how they uh they airlifted him a cucumber. <laughs> oh my god, I was fucking dying. <laughs> When that little fucking helicopter with the cucumber came out, oh my god, I lost my shit. Because it's really something I should have seen coming, but man, I did not see that coming at all. Like, at first I thought it was bringing in a bomb, and then it, like, passed out of, like, the shadows, and you could see it clearer, and I was just like, oh my god, it's just bringing a cucumber. Fucking cucumber. That was the best. Yeah. Just Uh, mid-fight. <laughs> uh, the best. Yeah, like everything in there was just so much fun. Like just volleyball with the buildings. Yeah, the volleyball thing. with those little like nuclear buildings, and the when he he just rips the fucking dude's tail off. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! And he's doing like wrestling moves. Like, <laughs> yeah, fucking... I loved it when he grabbed his tail and just did that like little flip. Yeah, that little him over. flip thing. Uh... <laughs> It's like body slamming him into buddings and shit <laughs> right. that's awesome they really have a lot of fun with it you know they it, they did they did a good job it's uh it's you know it, it hits the right tone where it's just like it's exciting it's fun you know you it's not serious you know you know that like right theoretically the world hangs in the balance but it's not you know it's you're not it's not actually life and death i don't know how to describe that but it's just lighthearted. yeah like how they just randomly happen to have a death ray laser thing (laughs) it was like oh yeah like like, no we we just got one we just gotta get it here well you know you gotta keep those things handy you never know yeah especially in japan right yeah all kinds of fucking kaiju and shit yeah oh there was there's all sorts of just fun stuff like so, like some of the people running away when they were just like yeah like oh giant monster like quick get a selfie <laughs> and, then they, and then they run off scared <laughs> that would be fucking people today man yeah be like live streaming and shit 
<laughs> trying to get those hits. <laughs> uh, I love how they're all like happy he wins, and they're like, "Oh, he's even worse." Yeah, then he goes ape shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know how long it's been, but uh, I, think, I think we covered the movie. Yeah, I think we're we're all copied out. So, yeah. If you fucking like B-movies and kaiju, then you gotta see yeah, Death Kappa. Is... It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Best of both worlds. Yeah, I mean, people don't like it, and I, I can understand that, because people don't like movies that are, you know, low budget or whatever, but uh, they're wrong, <laughs> and uh, they need to learn that, uh, you know... You can just have fun. Movies of all budgets are fun, and can yeah. be fun, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was... It, just, it it was fun. What, very, what more do you want? Very enjoyable. I would say the most... If you like Japanese uh, stuff, monster movies and stuff, I think you would enjoy it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we certainly enjoyed it. I guess that's it. So, adios. <laughs> yeah, see ya. <laughs>